Hey, this is Ashley. And I'm Shannon. Welcome to the Glorious Things Podcast. Thank you for joining us this week as we remember the glorious things we have forgotten. We're having conversations about what it actually means to be a Christian while we wrestle with questions and beliefs. One thing we do know is that we are loved and included, and so are you. So to start off, we are going to have our two questions of the week. What was yours, Ashley? Um, My question was, where was God when Jesus was on the cross? Just a little lighthearted question. (laughs) Yeah. Where did he go? (laughs) Yeah. Why did Jesus have to die if we're included is my question. Yeah. Let's just tell them a little about where we grew up and how we grew up. Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist. Yeah. Both of us did. So, on different sides of the of the country. Of the country. It's not a bust on Southern Baptists. It's just we're not here to bust on anyone. We're here to discuss the things that we've always had questions about. Like I always was very confused about how God was love, but would send people into a fiery hell. When I had Eli, I thought I could never do that to him, no matter what he believes. So Ashley and I have been talking for several years, and this is what it's come to that we want to. Honestly, ask these questions, hold it up to Jesus, ask God questions, see if we get answers. We we don't, we're not theologians. Thank God. <laughs> we haven't written any books. No. We're not in any way qualified except that we love Jesus and mm-hmm. we know him and he loves us and he likes us to get to know who he is. So that's why we're here. So let's start with. Where was God when Jesus was on the cross? What do you think? What have you been exploring? How about what did we believe when we grew up? Right. Let's start there. Okay. Well, my one of my favorite hymns that we used to sing, (laughs) How Deep the Father's Love for Us, which is so the irony in it is that it says the father turned his face away uh, while Jesus was on the cross. And so I grew up believing that when Jesus was on the cross, God was up in heaven in my head. Right. God was up in heaven looking down on his son being crucified. And at the moment that all the sins of the world were placed on him, God, the father turned his back because he could not look on sin. Right. The wrath. He had to pour out his wrath on Jesus. On his wrath. Yeah. Is that, that's what I always thought. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to turn his face from him. He because couldn't. he couldn't look on sin, right. which is what we were always taught. So I think that's kind of what I thought Jesus was, you know, Jesus was on the cross and Mm-hmm, and what God was up to. Okay. So yeah. what have you discovered? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he wasn't up in heaven on his throne, turning his back on his son because he couldn't couldn't dare to look on, on the sin. So this actually was a question when we reconnected mm-hmm. and I started having questions and you really helped me kind of guide me to some resources that were helpful. I listened to a YouTube video of John Crowder. Can we name drop here? Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. I listened to John Crowder and I stumbled upon this video. I I went down a a deep rabbit hole of Crowder and I came upon this divine bloodlust video. And I, I was like, what is this? And so I listened to it and it was so powerful. I think it it's what started everything for me when my whole world began to slowly crumble. When I listened to what he had to say, and it was really simple, and it made sense, and it was so life-giving, and it was good news, news. and that's what I hadn't heard. I just thought, 
you know, when you're a child and you do the little salvation bracelets and the first thing is like black, <laughs> like your sin, you suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the, that, how is that good news? We're worms. We're worms. And I didn't understand that. And so everything got flipped on its head after listening to this and reading these beautiful scriptures. And I was so excited. I started telling people at church. <laughs> Right. I thought it was a revelation that would... That would be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is good news. We're loved. Yeah. This is so good. I I found out quickly that... It wasn't received It like wasn't that. received like, like that. Was and I, my excitement got squashed yeah. pretty quickly. And people looked at me. I don't... I, maybe as if I was spouting some kind of heresy. Right. Um, they weren't really sure about what I was saying. Right. So I think the, the biggest thing when we when we think about... Where was God when Jesus was on the cross? Mm-hmm. If we go back to the beginning, all of Christendom, yep. all theology is rooted in the Trinity. Right. God Other the Father, son. God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Spirit. So Three in one. The three in one. Cannot separate them. You can't separate them. And I think what somewhere along the way, we separated them, which is, which is heresy. It really is. And to add to what you thought when you were a kid, I, we've mm-hmm. talked about this a million times. I think that sounds more like Zeus yeah, than God, the father who's supposed to be this loving father mm-hmm. that Jesus is the perfect picture of. Right. Yeah. So the Trinity, though, they aren't separated. Right. There's no separating the father, son, mm-hmm. and spirit. So mm-hmm. where, why do we think that he turned his back on Jesus on the cross? Because he couldn't look on sin. What is, what the heck? Well, we have a few verses. We, we have one verse that says you cannot look on sin. And we, Cherry pick it. Right. Um, because we don't even read the whole verse, which is hilarious. Uh, it's not, that's the first part of the verse. It's in Habakkuk. Um, and John Crowder actually said, points to that, you know, God cannot look on sin. So how is this happening? And right. Habakkuk one thirteen. Yeah. Sorry. No, go. Okay. Um, it says, your eyes are too pure to look on evil. And the rest of the verse says, you cannot tolerate wrong. So why are you doing it? <laughs> so he actually can look at evil and tolerate wrong or yeah. else yeah. what's the point? It 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 blew my mind. It's like it's read the whole read, verse. Read the whole verse. Read the whole, read verse. the whole verse. Yeah. Yeah. And when you take the Trinity, Jesus, the Father, and the Spirit were on the cross. And they were all where was God? Where was all the Holy of humanity Spirit? was being reconciled through Jesus's yeah. yeah. 100% God and 100% yeah. humanity. They didn't split up. No, never. The Psalm. Psalm 22 is what he was quoting. <laughs> okay, let's talk. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about Psalm 22. So one thing that was interesting, and I, this is John Crowder, so I'm quoting him. I have been trying to find some good reading information on the Psalms. But as we know, the Jews would sing the Psalms, mm-hmm. and they knew them well. Mm-hmm. So it was not anything for you to quote the first few Lines of a psalm. Everyone knew what psalm you were talking about, and everyone knew the psalm. Right, they, they just knew the did. words. And so Jesus is on the cross, and he says, "My God, my God, why have you forsaken me?" Yeah. And so we think, <clears throat> "God for God forsook that, that God the forsook word? God forsook him forsook him." Yeah, let's we'll start using that. I th- yeah, <laughs> he forsook me forsook. Yeah. yeah, so that's what we've assumed we have the whole time. But what he was saying, mm-hmm. I think we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. But what he was saying. If you read the whole psalm of Psalm 22, he was yeah. proclaiming that he is the one that it's speaking of. Yeah, it, it's fascinating. And if you read Psalm 22, it goes on to say that they have his bones are out of joint, that he has been pierced, that he was thirsty. Mm-hmm. The psalm is, is 
talking about this. It's prophetic. It's prophetic. And that a crowd encircles him Mm -hmm. and mocks him. And that there's a a part about the psalmist talking to his mother. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it goes on at the very end, the very last part of the psalm. And it depends on what translation you read. And I can't remember which one says it, but one of them says, for it is finished. So he was saying, I've completed it. It's complete. It's done. And also you think about him and his humanity. Think about him in the garden Mm -hmm. the night before. Yeah. Saying, can you take this from me? Mm -hmm. Because he's 100% human. At the same time, he's 100% God. Yeah. And he's scared. Yeah. And so as a human being, I've felt that God abandoned me. I haven't been on the cross, but I've felt completely abandoned, but he Mm -hmm. didn't. Mm -hmm. So him stating that. Yeah. Is his humanity and him quoting the Psalms to prophetically right. speak to everyone who's listening who would know yeah. this is God. And the Roman soldier says, this man is the son of God. Yeah. Yeah. So good. That that was really powerful. Psalm 22 is really, really powerful for me. And also first Corinthians, I think 519, you know, where was God when Jesus was on the cross? And it says, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their sins against them, having put into them and entrusted them with the, the something of reconciliation. So, he's so we've, we've been reconciled to Christ completely. and he's put into and God us is in him. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, it's, it's just so what, crazy. So along those lines, my question, why did yeah. Jesus have to die if, if we're included? Mm-hmm. My belief that I've come to, which is still evolving I'm just yeah. going to give that disclaimer. I have no clue about most things, but I mm-hmm. we know Jesus. I know mm-hmm. he's love. That's where I'm coming from because he's met me in hell and yeah. he's good. So that's where I'm coming from. And I believe we're all included. I don't care mm-hmm. what you call it. I don't know if I'm a universalist. I don't know what it's called. I'm not sure what happens, but mm-hmm. I know that we're all loved and included. Yeah. And this will be a whole other yeah. thing we can talk about maybe next episode. Sure. But Adam sinned, according Mm -hmm. to Christian doctrines, dogmas. Mm -hmm. Adam sinned, Mm -hmm. and the whole of humanity, too bad, so sad, you're born a sinner. Suckers. (laughs) Jesus is the second Adam. Yeah. He's God himself. He sacrifices. He rises again. He takes the keys of hell and death. Yeah. But that Mm -hmm. doesn't include everyone unless they say, I believe in Jesus. Why in my, maybe this should be my question for today, but why, why is Adam bigger than Jesus? So my belief that everyone's included, I don't necessarily think that, Hey, everybody's going to heaven. Everything's great. But I kind of do because, because God is love. Mercy triumphs over judgment. God is love. That quote by Richard Rohr, where he said that you sent me that said, you know, forgive your enemies 70 times seven, love your enemies, pray for your enemies. And yet. If you don't believe in me, then see ya. Right. Yeah. There's no separation. And also, we've talked about this. Everything exists in Jesus. Right. The cosmos, the universe, all of creation. Hell itself, however it exists, if it exists, is inside inside of Jesus Christ because all things were created by him and through him. Mm -hmm. And it says in the Psalms, he makes his bed in hell with you. So I think he's there for you until you're able to turn to him. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. That'll be. I, so on to that, yeah. to add to that, it always um, bothered me that if Jesus died <laughs> to defeat 
the grave and hell, if he has, if he holds the keys, yeah. then why, why is there nothing he can do for you after you die? If right. he defeated death, then why, when we die, is that all he can do for us? Right. Like as if our last breath here on this earth somehow is greater than Jesus' death on the cross. Right. The There's great, that whole angle. Just read The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. Yeah. That's what I'm telling everybody. That's my outlook more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like I already had it in my head and my heart as I was asking God these questions. But when yeah. I read it, it was like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also want to say about the why did Jesus have to die for included? What is the mm-hmm. Colossians verse? Oh, holy, God. holy crap. It's so good. But basically, he sprinkled our hearts with his blood to cleanse our conscience. Our conscience. Yeah. yeah. Because our conscience is where we think that God mm-hmm. has left us. But we, he never separated himself from us is what we were saying. Yeah, yeah. We separate ourselves from him right. because we push him away. Mm-hmm. Because we've missed the mark, sinned, which is yeah. what it means, missed the mark. Because I do it myself now. Like, I'll know that my heart needs to just be still and listen mm-hmm. and pour my heart out sometimes or just listen to, to Jesus. And I'll stay away. Yeah. Because I feel, oh, I'm not sure I can do that right, right now. I did this or whatever. So I'm still in that mindset mm-hmm. sometimes. But he like the garden. Mm-hmm. After yeah. Adam ate the freaking apple, yeah. right? This How whole, dare he eat that stupid apple? How, you know, he was deceived. First of all. Yeah. First, yeah, first of all, he was deceived. When yeah. has Jesus ever hated me and punished me for eternity because I was tricked? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And second, God still wanted to come walk and talk in the garden with Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. He was like, where are you guys? Yeah. He, they hid in right. shame. They hid in shame. Yeah. Like I hide. And God went after and them. And he went after them. And he was like, "What? If, what's happened? He knew yeah. what happened. Hey, did you guys know that there's a place that you can go to buy Ashley and I a coffee? That's right. There really is a place where you can donate towards our caffeine and margarita needs. Or Dr. Pepper. And of course, the podcast production costs. If you go to our website, gloriousthingspodcast.com and click on the buy us a coffee link, you can give there. We really appreciate you. And now back to the show. So anyway, I think it's the same. I think we can, t- and we're going to talk about it more because this is just ba- barely scratching the surface. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go look up more scriptures and stuff, but this is just fun. This it's is just, kinda... this is just blowing our minds because it's things yeah. that we've wondered for a long time. And like I said, we're not theologians, but I do have some theologian friends that said we could check <laughs> stuff with them. Yeah. So we'll be doing that, but it's not meant to offend, but it's also mm-hmm. just being honest about stuff like this is a big yeah. Some people aren't comfortable with it. Right. Which they're that's between them and Jesus. Go talk to Jesus and ask him what he thinks is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Because I don't mean to offend, but I also, you have to know how good God is. Yeah. If you grew up and you're not living in a way that everybody thought was, you know, the way to live, then you either are hurt or angry by church and at some point in your life. Mm-hmm. Or he just kind of was like, whatever, this is stupid. Yeah. Because who wants to, what's the point? You don't get everything right. If it's on us, mm-hmm. screw it. Yeah. So it's just a beautiful Jesus that I'm figuring out is mm-hmm. actually way better than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. He always surprises me with how good he is. And it's not like, I mean, I haven't 
gone to regular church for 20 years. Yeah. So it's not like I'm just coming out of this, right? And it's still blowing my mind how Mm -hmm. good Jesus Mm -hmm. is. And in the last year and a half, you, me, friends have lost so many people that we loved. Yeah. And it's been horrific. It was dark. Yeah. Just a few months ago. Yeah, it was terrible. And it's not because everything's great, right? It's because, wow, God is a lot more kind than I thought he was. He Mm -hmm. loves us way more. Mm -hmm. And I think I'll just address this now, even though it's one of our questions we're going to talk about in the future. I think it scares a lot of people to ask questions or that you and I both run into Mm -hmm. people that we know and love who've are really worried if we ask these questions. Oh, definitely. Really worried. Yeah. Like about our salvation. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Which, oh, for sure. The more I get to know Jesus, the more I'm like, I am <clears throat> so unafraid of, I'm so loved. Yeah. I'm so loved. So don't worry. But if you are, just ask Jesus about it. I'm yeah. not, I'm not, you know, my prayer is that we don't lead anybody astray, but all I can say is he's so much better mm. than we think he is. And I think we've also talked about this that we'll talk about in future episodes. When you believe and you've grown up in it, looking back, we've both discussed that we've had to twist mm-hmm. what we know about God to fit with what we're told about God. Yeah. So like, for an example, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him should not perish. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have to believe in Jesus in order to be saved. That's what I'm told. However, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if things like that make insiders and outsiders. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the whole go back to Adam thing. Or you're going to, you know, burning in hell. I used to have nightmares about a couple of my family members Mm -hmm. for going to hell Mm because I was worried about them, right? Yeah. I can't see that that's a part of Jesus. I can't see that that's part of what – I. that's fine if you can. But what? Yeah. So I would reconcile what I was told. Well, he is a loving God. But right. you will die and burn in hell if you don't believe in him. Yeah, yeah. And and then you go on to the minor things that people think are horrible. I've been told so many freaking times in my life, you can't forsake the fellowship. Yeah, that's a big one for you. And my question is, well, are you actually fellowshipping? <laughs> we don't even use that word except for church. Yeah. Are you even fellowshipping? Because you go, you smile, you put on a good face You listen to somebody preach, you sing some songs, you may have Sunday school where you discuss a few things, but nobody rocks the boat too much. So how how known are you? So yes, I am fellowshipping. Are you? Is my question. But it's things like that where you'll twist, like how can God be love, Mm -hmm. but people have to go to hell if they don't believe in him? Mm -hmm. Well, that's because, you know, he's a just God as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's talk about what justice is another time. Yeah. What God's justice is. Because I think it's putting things right. And to put mm-hmm. things right, everybody be back in the garden. Right, yeah. And included. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything else you want to share for today's? I, I do. Okay, um, good. Your, the question that you had, um, why did Jesus have to yeah. die? And something this week when I was listening to uh, Crowder again, it was all <laughs> in the same It was all in the same video. I had a moment. And I called you. Yep. And I really, I feel like I need to get this out because this is, this is blowing my mind. So I think, first of all, I want to say that in history, historically, mm-hmm. every civilization has done human sacrifice. Right. That was established before 
Jesus ever showed up. Mm-hmm. So human sacrifice had been going on even before the Jews started doing it. Mm-hmm. When God called Abraham to follow him, right. Abraham came out of a civilization that did child sacrifice, right. human sacrifice. So this is nothing new. So I see Jesus stepping into humanity's understanding of this, trying to appease yeah. the gods, the deity, yeah, coming in as the perfect lamb because they stopped killing people and started killing animals. Right. But he comes in as a perfect sacrifice to show them, I am this per- the sacrificial lamb that you're you keep sacrifice. I'm I am I am it. Mm-hmm. I, there's no more need for this. Right. It's it is finished. It's finished. I'm here. It's done. There's no separation. So I see that. But now something that happened to me this week, John Crowder said, or he was quoting the book of John. Um, when Jesus says in John 10, 18, no one takes my life from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I thought, yeah, nobody can take Jesus' life from him. No one can take his life. He lays it down. Mm-hmm. And then this thought popped into my head, enter Holy Spirit, <laughs> that said, greater love hath no man than this. And he laid down his life for his friends. And my mind was blown because Jesus said that after he said, no one can take my <laughs> no one can take my me. life. I lay it down. It down for my friends. That's in chapter ten and chapter fifteen. He says, "Greater love hath no man than this." And he laid down his life for his friends. And then what does he do? Lays but it. lays down yeah. his life for his friends. Yeah. And I started crying. And I called Shannon. I called you. Yeah. I called Shannon. I couldn't. I thought, well, that's it. Why did Jesus have to die? Because he laid down his life. There's no greater love than my love for you. To help our spirits and our minds know there is no separation. And I'm not just talking people who are Christians. I'm sorry. But once you discovered that you're loved and included and have been made a child and you are Mm -hmm. a child of God, Mm -hmm. that's freaking good news. That's really good news. It's not turn or burn. Yeah. It's I laid my life down for you because you're my friends. Did you even know you were a friend of God? Yeah. Do you know you're God's friend? Do you know how loved you are? Mm-hmm. And any institution on earth can put conditions on that. Yeah. But I don't think Jesus does. Mm-hmm. I think it's your heart. If your heart is able to just be be still and be honest, and even when you can't be honest, to say, I can't be honest, help. Mm-hmm. He's always here. Yeah. He's not separate. We're going to talk like in future times about how to hear God's voice mm-hmm. and... How do you know it's him? And a lot of different things. But for now, I think that's a couple of doozies that we started with. I know. I think we started with some big bombs. <laughs> but um, Some big truth bombs. Some big tr- <laughs> and we haven't answered all these questions. We don't no. have all the answers. These are questions that we're, we're asking and working out and little revelations that we're having mm-hmm. along the way. And I know a ton of people probably have their own questions or their Mm -hmm. own wounds that they're trying to deal with. I was angry at the church for years, 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 years. And I haven't been for the past few years because of a few things that happened. And now I'm able to go. I still feel angry when I hear of people being treated horribly or, Mm -hmm. or judged or whatever. I get frustrated, but I don't have that anger anymore. But if you do, I mean, you are not alone. It doesn't disqualify you from anything. Even if you just haven't cared because you think, whatever, you're included too. Yeah, even you. I don't care what religion you are. Mm-hmm. I don't care what's going on. You're so loved and included. That's what we wanted to get across. Because to me, that's the good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the good news. And to put conditions on it 
is so weird to me. And it's so foreign to us, especially in Western Christianity. I have right. no clue what Christianity looks like in third world countries because I haven't lived in it. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure in Western Christianity, this is what we deal with constantly. So the guilt that we feel when we don't do something at church or we don't, oh, yeah. you know, do the right things or don't act the right way or see the wrong movies or say the wrong words, right? <laughs> it's just so, it's the guilt that you feel, the pressure that you feel that you think is God or that even when mm-hmm. you say, I'm sure that's not God, it's these stupid people or whatever, whether it's family or friends or church or your own mind. We we put that on God a lot and we think that's what he's like. But mm-hmm. what I'm what we're discovering is he's so 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 good. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of things to discuss as well like I don't even think he's always in control. Oh yeah. Right? Oh, now that is I a mean, whole this other is episode. A, a can of, you know. That is I'll just say this. <laughs> <laughs> that that is almost exciting to me to talk about. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Um Because I get really, and we're used to saying it, so hear me out. I love the people who say it, but that right there, that God is in control. And I think, I mean, but is he? No. (laughs) So there's a really, there's a lot to talk about there. above all things and in and through all things. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot to talk through. Yeah. So basically, we'll wrap this one up. Okay. And we'll say, if you have questions or thoughts, we have an email. It's gloriousthingspodcast at gmail.com. And if you just tell us your thoughts or tell us questions that you have or tell us your stories, because there are a lot of them out there. So thanks for listening. And we hope you'll come back for another episode. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Peace out. Glorious Things is hosted and made by me, Shannon Ruddy. And me, Ashley Simmons. The music is called Quietly Hopeful by Lewis Lyon. You can find our website at gloriousthingspodcast.com. There you can find details on our blog about each episode, listen to the podcast, contact us, or buy us a coffee. You can email us at gloriousthingspodcast at gmail.com. And last but not least, please consider rating our podcast, leaving us a good review, and sharing your favorite episodes with friends. We're glad you're here. Thanks for listening.